Praise the Lord. Let us pray together. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for another privilege that you have given unto us today to come even to your presence. Our prayer is that once again, you will reveal yourself unto us even through your word this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, we will be drawing an allegory from the human system as we look at a topic we call pluripotency. Specifically, we will join this illustration from the system of the body that helps in the production of cells that we have in the blood. I believe every one of us is familiar with the blood. But now, my goal here is not to be medically correct, but to draw out principles that I believe that God would have us to pay close attention to as we examine raising our young ones. Now, it is my belief that we can learn a lot of things about God, even from his creatures. And the Bible supports this truth as well. In the book of Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6, the Bible says, Go to the ants, thou sluggard, consider our ways, and be wise. And that is just an example. There are other passages of the scriptures where we are instructed to learn from God creatures. For example, the Bible talks about the fowl of the air. The Bible talks about the beast, the hawks, the fish of the sea birds of the hair and so on and i also strongly believe that all these systems and creatures that we are instructed to learn from are not created by man god himself created them and so it is important that we pay attention to them because paying attention to these helps us to understand god and his ways better and it is based on this understanding that we are going to be launching today this topic, pluripotency. So, I will walk you through briefly in plain language, just in a few minutes, how the baby blood cells become adult blood cells. And the key word here, which I'm going to be drawing out by the grace of God, is the word pluripotence, which is a medical word meaning capable of giving rise to one of many types. The same way we say that our children can become anything the same context so this is the story all the cells that make up the cells that we have in our blood at some point were all the same they were called undifferentiated and uncommitted meaning they have not decided if they were going to become red blood cells or white blood cells or any other cells at all that make up the blood and the blood systems so but each of these cells that all look the same have the capability to become anyone of the blood cells. Are you with me now? So, but as they get exposed to different signals, which the biologists call different names, some call them factors, what happens is that depending on the signal they get exposed to, for example, so if the red signal comes and says, you turn to red blood cell, they go in the pathway of red. If the other signal comes and say, no, I want you to go in the path of becoming white blood cells. That is how they become white blood cells. And these cells that look all the same, we call them pluripotent cells, meaning they have the capability, depending on what they're exposed to, to become any of the adult cells of the blood. Are you following me now? Now, if we bring this same approach, which I believe is comparable, and bring it to our children, at the time they are giving birth to, they have the innate capability to become anything. But this being true, 
It simply means that we, as parents, have the responsibility to expose them, as Christian parents, to the right signals, teachings, tailorings, training, nurturing, that will help them to grow, to become who they ought to become. And that is why the scripture says, train up a child in the way he should go. So our children all come to the world, not as blank slates, as some would say, tabula rasa, but rather as pluripotent beings, meaning they have not, they didn't come to the world with a chosen path. They rather came to the world with the capability to become whatsoever you put in them. Are you following me now? Now, now note that I'm not talking about the inherited path, but even the inherited path that they got from mommy and daddy is strongly influenced by the environment that we put them. So this is my point. Children come uncommitted, undifferentiated, and no one comes into the world committed to one way or the other. Are you with me now? So depending on what circumstances, what training, what exposure you give unto them, they can become one thing or the other. Now I know maybe you are thinking already in your heart how about those ones that God has predetermined that they are going to do A or B before they come to the world. I want to point your attention to the fact that the same God that predetermined who they are going to become actually chose the environment that he wants them to grow within. Are you with me now? Jesus Christ, for example, was given to Mary. They were not unbelievers. They were followers of God. They were people who would know and understand the voice of angels. Are you with me now? They were not pagans. They were godly people. When God was going to give John to Zechariah, can you remember? The Bible says both of them, they were righteous before God. And so, very importantly, you need to understand that God gives when there is a purpose. He looks for people who he can entrust his own children to their hands. You know that Mary was a virgin. And so I will leave that matter, and I just mentioned that in passing. So understand that every child that comes to the world to you, I come unto you with the capability to become what you choose to make out of them. One thing that we need to note is that what they are exposed to plays a major role in who they become. I mean, what you expose them to. It also means that you have the unique opportunity as a parent to shape them one way or the other. Are you following me now? So you can turn a path on by what you expose them to and commit them to that path. Or you can choose not to. But one way or the other, they are going to grow to become something. So as parents, we have a unique opportunity to really tailor, to train, to nurture in a specific direction. And very importantly, when you approach this early, they simply go along in that path. Now note that this is not psychology at all. And it's not just biology. It is the scriptures. That is why the Bible says, train up a child. Because there is an opportunity to train. There is an opportunity to commit. So it says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old... What will happen? It will not depart from it. Did you see that there? That when the child is old, it will not depart from it. See, I believe the Bible. And I take it at face value. That just like an adult's red cell cannot just automatically change to become a white blood cell. 
because it has been channeled and trained up based on what it has been exposed to to become a red cell. And the same thing goes for a white cell or any kind of blood cells. Are you following now? So the same way a child that is trained up to become a son and daughter of God, as God will have us do, will of a truth not depart from that path. Now, the Bible then says, train up a child in the way it should go. If there is the way, there must be other ways. And it points to the fact that if a child is not brought up in the way, the child could go the other way or any of the other ways. Are you following now? So it simply means, daddy, mommy, guardian, the responsibility is in your hands. It is in your hands to nurture, train up. And very soon as we go ahead in this series, we will shift gears into what and how should we do? What should we expose the children to? What are the trainings that the scripture would have us to take our children through? But what I believe God will have us to take away from this episode today is the task of parenting is not in God's hands. It is first in our hands. God will not do for us what he has given us the right to do. God did not just make us a conduit to bring the child to the world. While we are conduits, we are also to bring up, praise the Lord. So now, this brings me to another matter I believe is very, very crucial for us to emphasize before we bring this episode to a close. And that is the fact that you are the first and primary microenvironment that God has placed that child within which he or she is to grow. And so if the child is going to learn anything, if the child is going to be exposed to anything, now, if the child was exposed to anything any other place and the child comes back to the primary place, you are the one to govern what stays and what doesn't stay. Are you with me now? So it simply means that it is not your pastor. It is not their teacher in school. Not even their Sunday school teachers. Okay? While they may help in this whole process, you are the one to make sure that you own the governing of the exposure that they get. Now, I don't want to go into too much biology, but I want to say that the governing process of the development of each of the cells that I call pluripotent, uncommitted, is within their primary place, the bone marrow. Are you with me now? While other components that brings about their development may come from here anywhere, the governing of what they become and how they become what they become is within their primary place. Are you with me now? So you... And me, as parents, we have the responsibility. And so it is not just in what we do. It is not just in what we tell them. It is not just what we expose them to, but also in what we did not do, in what we did not expose them to, in what we did not tell them, in what we did not allow to pass freely, and also in what we allow to pass freely. So God has placed you as a governor, as the first signal bearer. So you see, each day, whether consciously or unconsciously, you may allow things to go may allow things to come and through your decisions or indecisions these children will get signals it is my prayer that god will help us to both expose them to the right thing and also to guide them and guard them from the exposure to the wrong things in jesus name so my question for you today is what is the environment you are creating for these children daddy and mommy can you say that based on your life and conduct, 
before the children, with the children, you are sending the right signals. You are paying attention to the signals that they get from outside, wherever the person is, maybe from the church or from their school or from anywhere at all. What are you permitting? What are you exposing them to? Remember, you are the one God has placed there as a primary responsible person. As we pray momentarily, I want to say this quickly. That as we allow and disallow, as we permit and unpermit, this process must be intentional. We must be proactive in this. We cannot allow things to just happen. It simply means that we must be there. We must be interested. We must give time to this. You see, it is not possible that somebody would take on the responsibility for you. Like I said earlier, while they may help, like the levers can secrete some things that would aid the process. For example, of making the blood. Are you with me now? But the primary responsibility is still what? In the primary place of assignment, which is with you as a parent or guardian. There's a reason the Bible used action words when referring to ro- your role, our role as parents. For example, in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4, the Bible says, bring up, so bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. In Proverbs chapter 22 verse 6, it says, train up. In Psalms chapter 78 verse 3 to 6, it says, tell them. Tell. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, it says, teach them. In other passages, in Genesis, for example, it says, command, then instruct, and many more. So child training cannot be passive. It has to be active. It has to be you as a parent. You know, and I'm still searching, looking for that place in the scripture where the responsibility of raising up the children was given to anybody else. So consciously, we must understand this role that we are given by God. That we are the primary stakeholder, earthly stakeholder in the life of these children. And what they become is not in the hand of anybody else. It is first in our hands. And I trust God that with this understanding, the intricacies of our roles as parents and guardians is becoming clearer. And the basis and foundation of the instructional sessions that we are going to have in coming days is being laid gradually. Because the focus of all this old series is not on others. It is on us as parents. My prayer is that the Lord will give us understanding in these things in Jesus' name. Let us pray together. Our Father in heaven, we bless your name for the understanding that you are giving unto us, even from your own creatures, that you have placed in our custody these children for us to shape, nurture, tailor, train, and govern. And this role is not a minor role, but a significant role. Our prayer is that we would not fail in this very, very central work you have placed in our hands. In the name of Jesus. Amen.